So, my name's Dash, and I asked the question, who are the best unsigned artists in music right now? Uh, we're gonna do this podcast, and we're gonna find out the answer to that question. We're gonna call it the Mixed New Music Club Unsigned. And this week, week one, uh, I have this guy, Dylan Gardner, who looks like George Harrison, sounds like John Lennon. His band, Communicant, is so good. I'm really excited for you to hear him. Thanks so much for being here. It's the Mixed New Music Club Unsigned. It's the Mixed New Music Club Unsigned. This is so dope. Somebody whose music I've been listening to for a while. We actually just started playing it on 101.9 The Mix. Dylan Gardner and Communicant, thanks so much for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, and, and so you were born in the Chicagoland area. You were born in Aurora? Aurora, Illinois. Yeah, and then kind of raised in Plainfield, but your parents own a music shop in Naperville. Yeah, Naperville Music in Naperville. So that's kind of where I like cut my teeth growing up. Would, yeah. I would just go there. And then after my dad would close the shop, you know, it was like this small little mom and pop, which is now like half the strip mall that it's in. And uh, I would just walk around and I'd play on like the pianos and make like demos, like on the floppy disks that you can put in. And I would like learn the songs on, you know, guitar with like a teacher's yeah. guitar chords book. So I mean, that's that's the whole uh, beginning is that guitar shop. Dude, floppy disk, that's old school. It's old school already. When you hit the little save sign on like, Google Docs. I'm not sure people under the age of 18 understand that that symbol is a floppy disk. Yeah, you're like, who's that for? <laughs> right. What is this square that means save? Well, so cool to have you here. And and I learned the other day your birth was announced on Chicago radio. Is that true? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I, I learned that when we were we were moving and we were going through like a bunch of old cassette tapes and there was a cassette that said like like Dylan Bourne or something. And I was like, what is this? And we put it in and it was like my dad calling into uh, John Landbecker at like WLS. Like yeah. 1996 and uh they're saying my he was just born his name is dylan like my dad was like cracking jokes on the air like like sitting i was like sitting in some chair but it folded like the cubs or something it was like some like oh my god well and speaking of cubs your birth was also on like the giant sign at wrigley yeah that which is the coolest thing of all time right it was fate that you either ended up on chicago radio as a musician or you were a chicago cub those are the those are the two options because that's how your birth was announced for sure, my my childhood best friend uh, Dakota Vondrak is like the bat boy for the Chicago Cubs. That's sweet, it's insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm, I look at bleachers tickets prices, and I'm like, man, maybe I should be a bat boy just to get some free, you know, free tickets to games. Um, yeah. like your project Communicant, which which is mostly just you, and we play the song New York Times all the time. So good, so Cynthia. You've brought back this sound that's kind of been missing in music for. 50 years <laughs> uh, yeah you're, you're obviously your music if you listen to even you know a minute of one of your songs you've got this almost john lennon cadence um can you talk a little bit about like are the beatles your favorite band uh they are i mean they were they're like a rosetta stone for how to do everything how to write songs how to record songs how you know how to go about albums and yeah I mean, when i was little like that was that was my school and I just i mean still it's just like i hear stuff in those records that i never heard i feel like there's something in the beatles for everybody mm -hmm. which is what something i love about them i feel like there's the early stuff for kind of like the pop people and then mm -hmm. there's the later more like psychedelic kind of expansive stuff for like the more adventurous listeners but that's my favorite stuff i know someone like told me they're like i was always like a john lennon person and then i had a kid and then i was like a paul mccartney person you know or there's like I've had friends who like don't like the Beatles and I'll play them like Revolution 9. They'll be like, oh, what's sick, like unsigned, like factory records artists is this? Oh my God. Like, 
the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy if you look through through their collection of music. There's just such an evolution in sound, right? They do start out so like '50s simple pop, like boppy, and yeah. then they do completely like move into this like okay, this is psychedelic, like this is synthy, this is we're experimenting with who knows what and, and and letting it inspire us to make music and i think you you at least from a lot of the communicant songs seem to be closer to that like for lack of better explanation the psychedelic sound and and it's really cool to hear um it's kind of yeah. in, in the way that greta van fleet is is really cool for anyone who misses like that zeppelin sound i i think you give off the same vibe like anyone who wanted to hear a new age beatles music it's like man take take a listen to communicant take a listen to dylan gardner so was was piano the first first instrument you went after drums actually okay. i was a drummer for a long time and, and your brother um, plays drums too right so it was both of us it was two drum kits in the house and it got to a point where like my first uh public performances were like talent shows where i would do drum solos Mm -hmm. But but then it got to a point where I started singing and I wanted to sing and I realized that I couldn't just like sing and play drums with no accompaniment like no one could play anything melodic so right. I took it upon myself to uh, I took a few piano lessons and it didn't really stick and then I fell in love with uh, like Jimmy Page and then I picked up like a guitar and then never put it down and then it was I got super into Elton John and never put down the piano so it, it took like an idol to kind of get me going on this yeah. to like kind of but it was really fun. And to be honest, my favorite instrument these days is bass. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, obviously, you have a lot of inspiration rooted in, in classic rock and regular rock um, and stuff before, you know, 1980. It's the inception of those bands. Is there is there a current artist that you really love listening to on a daily basis that you think maybe inspires some sort of, you know, musical inspiration in you? Oh, well, I, I mean, I love Tame Impala. I love King Gizzard. Those those two bands have been really influential on me. I love Ty Siegel and Fuzz and Beach House and MGMT. And yeah. all, those, all those people have had a huge influence on me. And then that's really awesome. There's like a new scene in LA of, of these psych bands. I mean, some of them have been around for a while, like a Triptides or Levitation Room or like uh, uh, Frankie and the Witch Fingers, like those kind of bands. And uh, that's been really cool. And I Communicant has sort of experienced like an integration with that scene through quarantine, like putting out our 45, which has been really cool. So did you work with one of the producers from MGMT in some fashion? Did I read that somewhere? I worked with uh, Ben Goldwasser from MGMT, cool. uh, who is, I mean, to be honest, like one of my idols, you know? And, yeah. Um, How cool is that to work with your idols? It was really uh, an out-of-body experience because, I don't know, you just assume I mean, I'll be honest, I like, you know, being in this transition from like the pop stuff and the Warner Brothers stuff to making what I actually want to make, like just really, really what I want to make. Mm -hmm. That was a really scary transition. So I just kind of assumed that anything I was making was not very good. So when Ben heard a song, he's like, yeah, I want to work on this. This is like a real song. I, it was just, I just felt like everyone was like kind of like gaslighting me or something. Like everyone was being nice, but it was just really weird. Like being in the studio where they made Congratulations and and like Little Dark Age and they're and I'm like playing on the synth and yeah, a little yeah. Bit. it was nuts. Drum, you were like, I don't, do I belong here? What's going on? Is everyone in on some sort of punk joke? Like what's happening? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he sort of, um, he helped me get the confidence to make the psychedelic music that I'm making now because he gets the same vision. I mean, psychedelia to me is about like the colors of a, production it's not about like um, drums or any stupid right that it's just about like 
the the endless possibilities there's no rules like there's like a landscape almost like a cinematic quality to the production and that's like what i look for in music can you talk a little bit about maybe the pressure to make a certain type of music versus just and you, you kind of just touched in on it yeah. um versus versus making what you authentically want to make and then finding that that gets just as much of an audience or like you know you it finds itself to be better for whatever reason just because well jacked. when i when I was doing the pop stuff when I was 16, which is what I was listening to the music that I was, I listen to now, I was always listening to like the Beatles, the Doors and Jefferson Airplane, yeah. and the elevators and all, all that stuff. But it just was coming out pop. And I think that was because the bands that I was listening to that were new, that people were like, oh, you should be like, were doing such a hard pop thing. So I, I took it as this kind of fun assignment. So like it was coming out of me, but it was coming out of me in a, with with this unconscious commercial pressure yeah like, oh, this has got to be a this you know and then and then like i put it up on spotify independent and then it just blew up so then warner brothers signed me and then they were like all right well we want to make a new record with you but but this has to go to radio and you have to make a top 40 record and i just i took that as another like fun assignment you know you're i'm just like i'm like 17 years old and like this stuff is flying by me and right like yeah let's do it i'm work, working with like these pop producers now all of a sudden I, I went from like writing songs by myself and now there's like three co-writers on every song i i felt i mean it, it wasn't until i got off the carousel you know when i got off warner brothers and got off my publishing company that i realized like you know everyone kind of threw me through a loop here and and was trying to make me be like a something i'm not right um, yeah i never had the courage to kind of say that hey i'm not this right so it was when I, I started producing myself i i was almost in this like uh i would describe myself as like a, a pessimistic optimist you know like i know everything's gonna be fine so i have an attitude like who cares mm -hmm. so i was just like i just you know what like what if i i noticed i would say these things i'm like uh, why can't I just use real drums? Or what, what if what if I just made a song that doesn't have a chorus? And like, what if I just you know that kind of thing? And right. and then so I I did that, and then I would make a demo like that, and then it would feel really good. It would feel like nothing you know I've ever like. And then people would listen to it and they go, "Oh, this is so you!" Like, and so it just got like that. And it it took a year and a half. I made a I made a third like DG record that yeah. was like my attempt to go there, and it my my pinky toe was in the water. It's I still was like scared there's a lot of pressure to think like oh to be a musician i gotta make i gotta get on like TikTok or like right. spotify playlists and i don't i don't care if i work at a car wash i hate that i just hate the pressure that i gotta have a stupid TikTok account to like make music you know like the right you'd rather be living paycheck to paycheck and doing what you love and doing it your way than trying to fit a commercial mold absolutely yeah if pink floyd was working dark side of the moon and they had to make TikTok videos and have like this i don't know it's just let's see i mean how did you decide like okay like i'm just gonna make i i feel all this pressure i'm gonna go and also make what i want to make like was there a specific moment that kind of snapped you into like you know what like i'm just gonna lay down this track anyway that, that i have this idea for was it pent up frustration of like trying to fit a mold it was um it was working with ben from mgmt and yeah. then i kind of i saw the other side because mgmt are a successful band i mean there are people who do music that's not top 40 who are successful and it's really hard to remind yourself that when you're coming yeah. to the pop world and i learned to just have faith in the music that if you make something good enough just period you like it you sign off on it like other people will dig it because there's other people like you out there right so i made well, pop popular right and 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 kind of catch 22 here now we're playing the songs on a top 40 pop station 
Right. I mean, the, you know, the pop stuff I did outside of one or two instances was never played on the radio. Even when I was on a major label, right. I had a radio team. Yeah. It's a radio. Right. And look at you on your own now creating top 40 music because it kind of comes from the heart. And it is true. Dylan Gardner in this form of communicant. So cool, man. And yeah. I mean, and the respect of fellow bands isn't that's the thing that I get with communicant that I never got with uh, the solo music. Yeah. Where, where bands that I like or like other bands in the scene, there's like a camaraderie in that. I mean, that that's like, that's a real feeling. You know, when I was doing the pop yeah. stuff, I didn't know any other, anybody else, or if it was anybody else, they were like solo artists that didn't want right. to be So you, talk, you talked a little bit about like the pressure to be on TikTok and, and obviously Communicant is, is well followed on Instagram. And and now in a Instagram ad for Ralph Lauren too, which is yeah. pretty cool. And that's all, again, that's all super organic. So I, you know, I built up for seven years, built up the, I hate saying my name, but like I'll just call it the DG, like Instagram. Yeah. And when it came, when I, when I had this full vision, this idea of communicating something bigger than myself, I just, you know, wanted to switch the name over because why start, <laughs> why start over? So I think a bunch of people were like, what is what is communicating? Why am I seeing it? Right. I think it, it's like, it was like months of an education process. Sure. Lots of followers, but who cares? You know, like the people who care, they're there and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Um, and then the commercial, you know, we got off our publishing deal and this little like independent house, you know, uh, a friend of my manager's who was actually uh, this, one of the coolest guys ever. His name Dan Danny Benair and he was in this band called The Quick. Okay. Uh, and the, the three o'clock, uh, really awesome uh, Paisley Underground bands from the 80s. Cool. He has this little just independent sync house, and we took a chance with him. And yeah, he got New York Times placed in like a month. Awesome. <laughs> and we we're like, well, this never happened, you know? So well, now we have a bunch of in, like unsigned artists inbound to him after listening to this podcast, which would be super cool. Good shout outs there. That's that's really interesting. I'm, I'm so excited for everyone listening to hear. I think you're going to do New York Times for us too. Yep. Um, and, and I just have to throw this out. If you're only listening to the podcast and you're not going to watch this, Dylan Gardner, if you need to imagine what he looks like, I'm getting like super like George Danny, Donnie Harrison vibes <laughs> off of you right now. Maybe it's the stash a little bit and the longer hair, but but Communicant's so cool. Such an awesome band that we play on the Mixing Music Club on a top 40 station in Chicago. But you're from here, you know, your parents run a music store in Aprilville Music and, and it's so cool to see the product that you are, you know, organically as yourself. Dylan Gardner, Communicant, thanks for doing this Mixing Music Club Unsigned. I'm so hyped for everyone to hear this song, New York Times. I lost my heart in New York Times I've been to the black machine, and that's a four-door thing we're gone. Or take a red to pass life. Shout someone on the homes that are in your arms. I was chosen well, I was young and fell, I saw every night. I lost my heart. Your time, 
feel the raw emotion that you poured into that song so good new york times dylan gardner with communicant thanks so much for doing this mixing music club unsigned an artist you gotta know if you don't already appreciate it so what'd you think the mixing music club unsigned first guest ever dylan gardner looks like george harrison sounds like john lennon um and i think we're gonna see big things from him and communicant in the next couple of years uh please join me next time thank you so much for being here for the first one Please like, follow, rate, review, subscribe, and I'll see you next time on the Mixed New Music Club Unsigned. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.